Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. This is the Broncos Blitz, presented by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top rated sportsbook app. Here's your host, Danny Williams. All right, guys, welcome back into another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. I am Danny Williams. Jake Meyer is next to me here. He produces the project, but he's he's so much more than that. He's my life partner. No, no, he's not. Whoa. That sounded weird. My bad, Jake. Um, we're totally both into chicks. Hey, no big deal. Per se. Per se. Um, so, okay, where are we at here? Well, I mean, Teddy wins the day again, it looks like, okay? Yeah, but we're not going to do that today. We're not going to do all that kind of stuff because it's been nearly a week of training camp and we have no resolution yet. We don't have a starting quarterback yet. Um, One of the things that we say all the time every day on the show is if you're healthy, it's a winning day of training camp. If you come out of it healthy or if your injury go, you know, comes from a third corner or a, you know, a special teams guy, those are things you could kind of live with because there'll be some injuries here, you know, knock on wood, that uh, are going to start to tear teams down and almost take teams out of contention before the season even starts. Like the Colts. Like the Colts, who Quentin Nelson goes down today with the foot, the same foot that Wentz has. And, you know, just like that, their season's kind of like over. Yeah. You know, two and, of their top players. Already, already injured. So that that that. Well, that yeah, Quentin Nelson is their best player, and then the no guy doubt. who needs to play like their best player in order for them to win is out as well. So you know, man, it's uh, that's what this league is about. Health is um, wealth. Health. Ooh, health is wealth. Health is Did wealth. You just make that up. Oh, I've heard it before. Oh, you should have said you made that. Up. <laughs> I can't uh, trade credit for that. <laughs> okay, so what we want to do today. And we kind of dabbled in a little bit on the show today um, that you can hear 9 to 11 on milehighsports.com every single morning, 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. We, some people refer to us as, as the Smile High Morning Show. Um, we go by a lot of different labels. Um, I'm Danny Williamstone, Jake Myers. Uh, you know, he's my co-host on the show, basically. He's, but he's so much more. So what we're talking about today is like, what would success look like for the Broncos? Okay. What would define and qualify as success in Broncos country? Okay. And I said 10 and 7. 10, nice round number. 10 keeps me in the discussion and in the mix for a playoff berth. 10 will be almost feel like overachieving a little bit. Okay. And you said what? I said nine and eight. So you said ten and seven for Broncos country. Yes. Yeah. But for this particular Broncos team, mm-hmm. I would say nine and eight is still a success. Getting over on the right side of five hundred. Obviously, you can't go five hundred anymore. But getting on that winning side of the record means a lot, and it, and you could build upon that in the future. I think that would be some sort of success. But 10 and 7, no doubt, gives you that playoff opportunity and, and gives you, it just has a better ring to it. Oh, man. It's a double digit wins. Uh, it, it, so that 
10 and 7 is definitely 10 would success. be great. If you win 10 games, you know you won games in your division. You know you probably maybe took one from Kansas City. Maybe uh, definitely one from the Chargers. Maybe two. Um, 10 would be so special for this Broncos team. And that sounds kind of sad and bad because, again, we're used to, hey, hey, this one, this one's for John. Or this one's for Pat. You know, I said that's the kind of stuff Broncos country is used to. We hoist them. We're hoisting Lombardi's, bro. So do you like 10 and 7? You know, that's, it feels a little, I don't know, dirty, kind of pathetic saying it, but also with who and what you are, being realistic, and then most definitely who and are, who and what you've been, Jake. Right. 10 and 7 would be very incredible for this team to, to achieve and to make happen. Okay, so how do you get to 10 and 7? How, you know, show me the route. Uh, like Cam Newton says, it's just, it's just funny hearing a woman talk about routes. Well, well, Cam, we never looked at him the same. Yo play was like, well, we're done with this guy after that one. But right. um, um, okay, what does 10 and 7 look like? How do you get to 10 and 7? Okay, well, let's start with Teddy. Because I think Teddy starts. I think he starts the year as a starting quarterback. I think he is your 2021 Denver Broncos starting quarterback. I think it's Teddy Bridgewater. So um, how do you get to 10 and 7? Well, actually, we'll get back to Teddy and the quarterback position. A lot of other things will have to happen within this team in order to get to 10 wins, in order to be competitive in these games, um, stick around in games, find ways to close out games. The biggest thing? is turnovers, the turnover battle. Feels kind of easy to talk about a little bit, yet, you know, underplayed is winning the turnover battle because turnover turnover battle isn't about talent, Jake. You can't coach turnover battle, okay? We mentioned that John Fox, you know, if the ball was on the ground after an incomplete, you know, I want that defense picking up that ball. Why don't you go run the end, that end zone for me? You know, that's John Fox. Let's get used to finishing those, uh, those uh, turning that ball over and creating turnovers and finishing them. Well, some years, some teams, I mean, again, the NFL football, Jake, it's um, shaped funny and bounces weird. Okay? So turnovers are unpredictable unless you have a quarterback or a, a running back turning the ball over, putting them on the ground. That's one thing. But the creating of the turnovers with a defense, well, that's a whole thing, you know, another thing altogether. So where does that come from? Well, theoretically, it comes from a pass rush, pressure, and then skill, um, a skilled secondary turning the ball over. Or those pressures becoming sacks and forced fumbles, okay? Well, we got some of that stuff. We actually have some of that kind of stuff, okay? So if things and everything is going according to plan, well, then it sounds like the Broncos might have a chance to um, be a team that creates those turnovers, which what's a turnover? An extra possession for your offense, What's two turnovers? Hey, two extra possessions for your offense. And a good offense, Jake, a real offense, every other possession will get at least three points off of every other possession. You got to cash in on those turnovers. And that's something that the Broncos haven't been able to do for the past few years. But you're right. The Broncos defense is set up for this exact thing. You know, forcing those turnovers. Fangio needs to you know, get some blitzing schemes. And with Vaughn and Chubb both healthy, you're going to force a lot of pressure. And with one of the best secondaries in the league on paper, Justin Simmons, we already know he's a ball hawk. He's going to get his. And Pat Sertan, he's a, a, 
unproven, you know, rookie, but he still has the makings of a great corner. Ronald Darby, uh, Kyle Fuller, these are guys who have done it before at the highest level. If the Broncos are going to compete, they got to, like, squeeze every drop of toothpaste out of the tube. Because while we talked about this, unless we'll get back to where we were, a little extension of what we're talking about and what we talked about today, when you talk about like the Broncos' 10 most talented guys, you're like, oh man, Vaughn and Chubb. You got Sort and Ju- uh, Sutton, Judy, and Hamler. Um, add Garrett Bowles in there. No offense. No offense. All of a sudden, you're like, wow, this team's pretty talented. Kinda. Okay? You can mention any team's 10 most talented guys, and it's gonna look like, whoa, they're pretty talented. I call that, Jake, top heavy. Right. I call that top heavy. It looks like, oh, you're right. We got some names. We got some names on this team. But there's 43 other guys on the roster that have to live up to an NFL player in order for you to be able to compete. So, therefore, those turnovers are extra super duper important for the defense. Okay. On the flip side, that defense, um, that plus minus, that turnover ratio and differential, that to me is like, one of the most important stats because you're going to look at like the power rankings of the 10 best teams in the league or go look at the 10 teams who are the best teams in the league. Seven of them or eight of them are, you know, sheer, pure, straight up, just talent. Power plus minus will prove itself or won't prove itself because they have Mahomes and they could overcome that kind of stuff. But also, Jake, there's going to be three teams. Um, Tennessee started out their comeback by doing this kind of stuff. Um, last year, the uh, Redskins tried to build a foundation by being a turnover, you know, creating extra possessions for their off. There's going to be teams there in the top 10 that are like, whoa, how are they? How have they kind of done this this year? And you look, oh, well, their defense is turning the freaking ball over and their offense never turns the ball over. Their offense might not be spectacular, might not be high-flying. They might not be putting up 35 a game, but they're not turning the ball over. Okay, so now, Jake, how do we get to my 10-7 and and your 10-8, and knowing that, okay, we have the defense that's put together, they are turning the ball over in games and create, you know, that's they're they're, they're having some, what I, I call pure luck. I mean, again, that's, it's like... That's half the battle right there. You well, got to be again, lucky. One of our great sayings on the show is, what is luck? Luck is when preparation meets opportunity and they kiss. That's luck. Preparation meeting opportunity. Okay? So, let's say the Broncos are a defense that turns the ball over. Okay? Well, offense, now what are you going to do with the ball? Okay? Let's go to first, Teddy. Okay? What would the numbers have to look like for Teddy... In order to get to 10 and 7. All right. Well, yeah. Let's ahead. start with the gloves. Two. He needs yeah. two gloves. Um, <laughs> okay. Two gloves for sure. Two gloves. That That's a given. Um, okay. Yardage, I would say in that 3,000 to 3,500 range, you know, he doesn't have to be a, a world beater by mm-hmm. any means. Uh, he just needs to, you know, take care of the ball. And when it comes to turnovers, you know, like you said on the show, Listen, if it's closer to 4,000 than the three, really good things are happening. Really good things are happening. If it's around 3,500, that'll, I mean, I think the Broncos will be having some kind of success if Teddy Bridgewater finishes the season, starts the season, and finishes with 3,500 yards. Okay, what about the touchdown and the pick totals? This is where it kind of matters here. Right, right. This is the difference here. Teddy, I think he needs to be 
around that 25 touchdown range. Okay. If you want to get to 10 wins, if you want to get to nine, that 9-10 nine, win area, 25 touchdowns is definitely okay. doable. I'm, I'm going to say this. I don't know. And out of the two guys, I, I, I'm pro neither. But if I had to pick one, I'd be pro Teddy. Okay, I'm pro Aaron Rodgers. I'm pro real talent at the quarterback position. We don't really have that. So um, while I think that you're Teddy Bridgewater, 25 touchdowns, oh, man, it'd be a dream. It'd be like um, the great next Disney or Pixar film. (laughs) I think Teddy's more, Jake, around 22 touchdowns. But I think Teddy gives me five rushing touchdowns. That takes me to 27 total Mm -hmm. touchdowns. The big number is against how many picks? If Teddy keeps it in single digits, this Broncos team will be competitive, period. Definitely. If he goes for 22 passing touchdowns, runs for four, and they only turn the if he only throws eight interceptions and doesn't turn the ball over, maybe one forced fumble on a sack, something like that, this team will be right there around 500. And like we said, if, they, if it all falls in order, if all those dominoes fall, if all the green lights just like boom, 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 green light, green light, green light, then maybe this team gets possibly with a proper run game, which I think they actually have this year, maybe, just maybe, have a chance to get to 10 wins. I could see it, you know, especially if they win that turnover battle and, and Teddy Bridgewater can ten, keep the, the interceptions under 10. So when it comes to the running game, like you just said, uh, they're going to take a lot of pressure off of Teddy Bridgewater. We got two great, you got two great backs in Javante Williams and Melvin Gordon. Yeah, yeah, Melvin Gordon sometimes you know puts the ball on the ground every now and then. I but- want Melvin to be a horse for us. I know Broncos country's never fully embraced him and doesn't love him, and he's you know he's he's the bad guy. Duh. Duh. And Philip Lindsay was the good guy, but um, I want him to be really good. I want them to get the most out of him. And I also want Javante to be a horse, too, and have two guys. So it's like, wow, look at, you know, I mean, it's no one's really Nick Chubb and uh, Kareem Hunt, but uh, Nick Chubb um, and Kareem Hunt, storyline wise, maybe there is a little bit of a comp, you know? Um, I mean, again, Kareem dude's the ultimate jerk, bad dude scum sucker but also melvin gordon's kind of throwaway too and then um no one thought that nick chubb would become the player yeah, actually he was he, he was drafted pretty high um but he's become a very exceptional player javante's got that i'm hearing javante's a, i'm hearing a comps about javante with john javante <laughs> williams nick chubb is the is the comp you know, he, the same running style, the mm. same ferocious style. Uh, it'll that. just run through you. So it's a great comp of, of, yeah. of running backs. Okay. Um, so, okay, talking about Drew Locke now. For one, I, you can't plug in, oh, well, if Drew Locke can get you 22 and 8 as well, well, then they could. No. Drew Locke can't get you 22 to 8. If Drew Locke throws 22 touchdowns, for one, it's not going to be enough because Drew Locke, that's going to come with about 15 or 14 picks. And 22 touchdowns and 15 or 16 picks, that won't be good enough, Jake. That'll be good enough, just good enough to lose you games, okay? So if Drew Locke's going to be the starting quarterback and this team's going to have success, he's got to be around 28 touchdowns. He's got to be around 30 touchdowns, 27 touchdowns, because you know that the 15, the pick per game, Jake, it's coming along with it. And the pick per game, along with the games where you only throw a touchdown or no picks, like he's done, 
that loses. That's a loser. You lose games with that. If he throws two or three touchdowns a game, Jake, against the one pick or the two picks, then we're in games. Then he's compensating. Then he's marching down the field and punching it in to make up for a pick or two. So like the 20 two picks, the clean football for Drew Locke, it that won't happen for Drew Locke. He's a different guy. Those two guys are different guys because also Drew Locke's not going to get you. He's not going to get you the rushing touchdowns. He's not going to get you that additional, you know, five, six, seven rushing touchdowns that you might get from, uh, from Teddy. So, okay. Now I'll ask you this. What's more likely, which of our two scenarios is more likely? I would definitely say the Teddy Bridgewater situation is more realistic. Uh, Drew Locke, I, I definitely, we already know that he's going to have the interceptions. The interceptions are going to be there. It's it comes just, with him. It's been a part of his game for the first couple years. Now, with Teddy, you know, we know he takes care of the football. And, and getting to that, that 22 range is definitely doable. I could see him even getting to that 25 touchdown range because he's never had a team quite like this. He's never had a, a stable of running backs like this, a, a wide receiving core like this, tight end group like this, uh, a revamped offensive line like this, a great defense to to follow suit. So I think Teddy Bridgewater is more realistic. I think Drew Locke can, you know, be better than he was last year, but I just still don't think he's going to be around that 30 touchdown mark. Um, this one seems like it's all falling into place and going to fall into place pretty easy. The guy who compliments this team the best, I think, is Teddy. Um, the guy who puts this team more at risk is Drew Locke. Is Drew Locke capable of a little bit more? That's just theoretically. Because Teddy Bridgewater made it a point to air the ball out a little bit yesterday with success and then let everybody know, you guys are shortchanging me on my capabilities of throwing the deep ball. And he only chooses to do so when he feels it's the right time. His risks are high percentage risks. Calculated. Yeah, and I could appreciate that about him. And in the end, I think it's what uh, works best and goes best with this team. Um, the only – I'll come back to Drew Locke and maybe say something in Drew Locke's maybe favor or in his honor for a change. There's maybe a perception that you have to have a gunslinging quarterback to go toe-to-toe with – Mahomes and Justin Herbert in this division. I could hear that. I'd be willing to listen to that. And I would accept that. But Drew Locke's got to go deliver. He's got to go throw three touchdowns a game in three consecutive games and that not be like a big deal. Because Mahomes and Herbert are doing that every week and it's not a big deal. Do you know who we didn't make a big fuss about and a big deal this year? Who did I tell you on the show today should have been an MVP candidate? Oh, Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill threw 32 touchdowns against eight picks. He's kind of afterthought because we look at Derrick Henry as the star and all these other guys who threw 35 and close to 40. 32 touchdowns against seven picks. You plug that here in Broncos country, this team's going to the AFC Championship game and people are melting down and losing their freaking minds. Okay, so don't underestimate the value of 32 touchdowns. Okay, um, which I was out after that. We, you know, Tannehill was like had his big year before. You know what I mean? I, I think he finished probably sixth, seventh, eighth in MVP actually voting. But, um, you know, Drew Locke's got to come here and do some special things and make it look like it's night in, night out. And it we're seeing so far away from that from Drew to like his one game where he's gone out there and thrown three or four touchdowns, three touchdowns, number four. Um, he comes back with two mediocres, two one touchdown, one pick game, and one, you know, two picks and one touchdown game. 
That's who the guy is. That's just what he's proven to be. All these things I'm saying are not knocks and not disses. This is proven product. So um, that's it. You know, that's kind of it. Um, let's do a check in here. Take care of some business and we'll wrap it up on maybe one more thought. OK, this is the Broncos Blitz podcast. OK, on the Mile High Sports, I guess you call it network. The Mile High Sports app, the brand new Mile High Sports app is beautiful. It is a badass app. That is badass. Um, what else, Jake? Um, anywhere you can find a podcast. You subscribe to this podcast. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Spreaker, anywhere you yeah. can find a podcast. That's important to us. We want you to subscribe to this podcast, and then we want you to comment on it, uh, review it, rate it. Um, tell us what you like. Tell us what we could do better at. Tell us the kind of stuff you like to hear. Tell us if we're right or wrong. You know, um, Comment on one of our points that we made on one of our podcasts here, whether it be today's or yesterday's. Um, what else here? Uh, Troy Rank's starting a podcast here. He's one of the biggest names in the game. It's the Broncos podcast. And I think he's dropping his first one today. Look out for that one. Catch us, Jake and I, at 98.1 FM, uh, milehighsports.com. You can watch us on radio, basically do our radio show every single day on milehighsports.com. It's a thing of beauty. Very awesome. Very easy to do. Um, okay, Jake, final thoughts on we're not through one full week of camp yet, but we're kind of getting close here. Um, any other surprises, letdowns? Um, we mentioned health, how valuable. What you say, health is wealth? Health is wealth, baby. Damn, I love that. Um, anyone shining, surprising you, letting down? Um, anything like that? Give me one guy. Give me one more thing before we go today. I'll say... Uh, that Jerry Judy is shining and a lot of balls have been, you know, uncatchable, I would say. And he still finds a way to uh, make those grabs. And Jerry Judy is is out there shining, showing off that he's ready for year two and that he's going to alleviate those drops. Yeah, they're in shorts and, and T-shirts and, and just running with helmets right now. But, you know, as of right now, he's looking ready to go. Uh, to, to maybe even to a Pro Bowl type season. Um, a disappointment, uh, I'm not too sure uh, about Baron Browning yet. Uh, I haven't seen any big plays from him or, or any um, standout plays That's so far. That's a good one. I like that. I, I wanted I to see some lot. more. I wanted to I see not some heard more. A lot. We actually, where everyone said Baron Browning is going to be uh, the future. I said that J Josie Joel might lead the team in tackles. Mm -hmm. And because he's got the heart of a lion, you need guys like that. Knows for what's, football. Well, what's best for the team? Baron Brown to become a superstar, a superstar in the athlete in, in an athlete's body. That uh, if he can kind of realize his talents, the Broncos would be very better, you know, much better and very special. Uh, maybe because of it, but also you got to be realistic too. And you can't shortchange guys who have come in here and gotten better and done a really good job. That's been Josie Joel. Let me give you one more letdown so far. And it's a guy I love. And I wouldn't maybe quite phrase it as letdown, but Cortland Sutton, you could tell he's come back from like a major injury. He doesn't look explosive. Jerry Judy's looking like he's taken this team over as um, wide receiver one. And I mean, even KJ Hamler's getting some great deep balls. And they're raving about him. And Cortland Sutton, what's interesting, um, and I hope it plays out to be for the, for the good, is that Cortland Sutton's up. He's due for a contract. Um, I'd like to see that man get his money. Um, which, you know, maybe this injury makes him more attainable and re-signable by the Broncos. That's kind of 
kind of cold, you know, a little bit. Uh, maybe he comes back on a win. One year's got to prove it. Maybe uh, Atlanta sees him as a great compliment or, you know, another team looks at him as and knows what he's capable of and is willing to maybe overpay based off the injury he's coming off of. But I would love for Cortland Sutton is 75 receptions this year for, you know, um, for 900 yards. And while those aren't breakout numbers, I'm expecting Judy to have some of the same numbers, but also maybe he has seven big touchdowns for the Broncos. Maybe him and Judy have the same type of production when it's all said and done in the end. And then um, Fant and Hamler kind of match production on about 40, 50 catches each with four or five tutties from those. I mean, all your skill guys getting off, spreading it around, making tough covers, making it uh, tough to game plan against these guys. That's, if there's there's not there's no such thing as a recipe because every coach would make you know with the same players would make that dinner and dish taste different um that's the beauty of it all that's why the coaching does matter that's why the pieces do matter that's why the culture does matter all that kind of stuff jake and matters most moreover more in the most massively importantly for a team like the broncos who's just trying to compete, trying to break through, trying to get back to some kind of respectability. Any last thoughts, Jake? I, I loved what you said there. Uh, the culture and, and everything else comes together to make a team. And there, there is no recipe for success. The Colts but, just create another playoff spot, too. Right, right. You Are know, the, the Broncos Colts, in the mix to seize their opportunity? If everything goes right and Teddy is the starting quarterback and he does everything that we talked about today, if this transpires, then they are going to make the playoffs. Okay. Let's come back tomorrow with another edition of the Broncos Blitz podcast. If you spent the last 20, 25 minutes with us, we appreciate you guys. We really do. Um, subscribe, hit us up, comment. I'm at Tweet Standing on Twitter. Jake's at Jake Meyer Radio on Twitter as well. Listen to the radio show that we do every single day as well. Um, we appreciate you guys and we love you guys. Good night, Sheila. Good night.